Coming to you live from the JRE Tobacco Aladino Mobile Studios, it's the Cigar Pulpit. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm the Bishop of the Bird, Nick, and with me, as always, Gator. Jeff's been having some sinus issues. Took us about 20 minutes to get the episode started here. You already cut your cigar. You rat fucker. (laughs) Everybody's ratting out everybody here. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't see that coming, did you? I didn't, actually. (laughs) That was was good. Anyway, well, today on the show, we are going to be... Playing an interview that we recorded a little little earlier, uh, late last week. And by um, that, you mean part of an interview. Because you cut out half of it. We're going to be playing an interview with Corey Frisbee. <laughs> He's a tobacco broker from... Uh, Corey, uh, I don't know how he cut it out, buddy. From, I don't know. Uh, West, Weston, Missouri. And Corey is growing his own tobacco out there. So, he is. Um, so aside from, you know, sponsoring or repping a number of brands, uh, cigars and everything, he's he's doing the tobacco as well. So we're going to talk to him about what all it takes to grow tobacco near Kansas City, Missouri. Yeah. But first. So, but first, we're going to be. to cut. Yes. Well, we're going to be, you know, lighting and, well, I've, I've cut. I, I did prematurely cut. It's true. I had a brain fart and prematurely cut. It's true. I watched it go down. It's the first time. And I wasn't going to bring it up until you had, you know, just unprovoked. Oh, it wasn't, me it wasn't unprovoked. It wasn't unprovoked. <laughs> it was straight up just like you just kept snotting in the microphone every 20 seconds. I'm all stuffy this morning. It wasn't even that. You want to know what it was? What you want to know it? what made me decide to do that? No. Avert your eyes. I'm going to pee. <laughs> And then I hear the sound of your piss hitting the bottom of a plastic Starbucks cup. I wanted you That's to look at what, the color. Th- yeah. Because I'm really worried that something's wrong with you me. You really need to go to a doctor. You saw the color that I showed you yesterday. Yeah, it looked like maple syrup. That yeah, was you, not. You were that, over that was, for the fourth that I was, was having uh, you analyze it was my urine. unsettling, to say the least. <laughs> but anyway, yes, you need to see a doctor, dude. That's That's not healthy. But... And you need to drink a lot more water. You are so dehydrated. <laughs> but I don't feel dehydrated. Yeah, well, well, you feel tired? Always. Well, then maybe that's part of your problem, dude. Well, it could be. Yeah. I don't know how much more I can drink. You you know me. I drink all the time. You drink coffee. And tea. That's not like the There's same. water in those. But that's not the same. Yeah, you need to drink more water. Anyway... Uh, no, so today it's Smoker's Choice since uh, we, you know, interviewed Corey and everything like that. So today I will be smoking a Casa Cuevas Habano. And I am going to be doing a Leaf by Oscar. All in honor of Corey being on the show. Connecticut Leaf by Oscar. Oh, what did right? I say? Well, Connecticut Leaf by Oscar. Well, yeah, right? exactly. That's what I thought. It's the only well, they one come I in, smoke. I mean, they come in a variety of different. But it's the know, only tobaccos, one I pick so. up and smoke. Okay. I have done a Maduro. Um, I have done that, but it's the Corojo only one's pretty good. It's only because they were out of Connecticut, and so I had to the pick. The Corojo one is pretty good. Oh, and the Sumatra. The okay. Connecticut's I've my go-to. Sumatra I don't know if I've ever done the Sumatra. Is it? Have you had it? Yeah, it's not bad. Spicy? Uh, not particular. I. You know my palate. Would it be too much for me? No, I think you'd be fine. All those Leaf by Oscars are really smooth. Yeah. So well, that's why I like it. Yeah. It's just. A nice, smooth, shade-grown Connecticut 
And, uh, you know, it's one of my go-tos. I keep it in the humidor. There you go. You know the other thing I like about it? What's that? I can tell if it's under-humidified. Because of the, the wrapper. Because of the outer leaf wrapper. Yeah. If it's brittle, I know that I need to put it back in there and let it, uh, you know, <laughs> marinate with the Bovita packs for a while. Well, there you go. Well, how about we go ahead and prep the uh, cigars here and... Uh, yes. Mine. Yours. Yeah. So, anyway. Hey, oh, I don't want to hear it. Because as many times... I This is the first time I've done this and I accidentally cut before we even got going. Yeah, you just got ahead of yourself. I did. It was I did. bizarre. Um, but uh, I just want to point out that was the first time I've done that, but you've prematurely cut a couple of different I times. do it openly. Yeah. You, yeah, exactly. You flaunt it. <laughs> exactly. You know, I feel ashamed about it. You flaunt it. Here. Let me use my perfect cut from Riverman to get us going here. Oh, uh, well. You ready? Okay. Well. All right. Well, the 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 cut is brought to us by Riverman Cigar Company of Crestwood, Missouri. Our man Dan over there, he had uh, he had a good selection of cigars for you guys for the Fourth of July. Hope you guys took advantage of it. He had those Camacho Liberty series, the twenty twenty one Liberty series. I saw those when we were there yep. the other night. Yeah, and uh, he was smoking a couple of those on the Fourth. You know. And I'll tell you what, guys, he's got a bunch of other really good cigars that you need to hit up over there. Got the full line of Aladinos, including that, uh, uh, well, assuming he still has some left. I haven't been over there for a couple days, but uh, he had those uh, Torpedo, the the new Corojo Reserva Torpedo, the yep. limited, uh, limited size on that. He's got the full line of Martinez cigars, including the Bishop and the Gator, so you can get your c- official cigar pulpit cigars over there Darn at right. uh, Riverman Cigar Company. He's got he's got the Oscar line of cigars. He does. He has a bunch of Oscar Valadera cigars. Yeah. And guys, I'm telling you, you're going to want to go to Riverman, you're going to want to get a couple cigars, and you're going to want to hang out and talk to Dan, talk to Cindy, talk to John. Our man John. You know, our man John. Little, Say, we should call him Little John. Well, see, I was going with Big John. Yeah, but I was doing that Little John, you, you know. You were doing from... the irony thing, yeah. Well, but also. Robin Hood. Exactly. Okay. I'm impressed you knew that. I, I know Robin. Okay. No, I. I What's your I, favorite Robin Hood movie? Um, Probably the Disney one with the fox. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to admit it. I like the Kevin Costner. You just like looking at Kevin Costner's butt when he's like bathing in the river. No, that's in uh, Dances with Wolves. I'm pretty sure he does it. He does it in there too. too. He must be proud of that ass. I mean, you know, he's naked in Dances with Wolves. Tell you what, if I had an ass like that, I'd be proud of it too. But you know, I don't. (laughs) Is it one of those bounce a quarter, come back fifty cent? (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Anyway. He's good in Yellowstone, too. So, yeah. So, go over there and talk to our man Dan at Riverman Cigar <laughs> Company. Sorry, Dan. And, uh, <laughs> you know, hang out, have a nice cigar, and say hi to the crew. So, oh, and by the way, if you're not in the St. Louis area, but you need some cigars. You and give, you don't have your own brick and, and mortar. you don't have your own brick and mortar. You can give Dan a call, and he can get a box of cigars sent to you right away, because he does do mail order. So that's Riverman Cigar Company of Crestwood, Missouri. And with that, it's time that Jeff goes ahead and cuts his cigar. There we go. All right. Well, Jeff's cutting his cigar there. And uh, we're going to get on with this. Yeah, I just, for the life of me, man, I was just sitting here getting the board all set up and everything. And I you were ready to got go. my cigar going. And next thing I know, I'm cutting it. And I'm like, and as soon as I did it, I was like, shit. You know, <laughs> and of course I'm sitting here just gritted. I know it's like, well, I'm like I know what you just did. Nick just did that. So, well, do you want to jump right into the Corey uh, interview? 
Well, why don't we uh, uh, go ahead and light up the scars? But yeah, well, while we're lighting up and everything, we'll go ahead and jump right into the Corey full, interview. Full disclosure, and I want to give Corey credit for this. We do smoke a Crux during the interview. We do. And he was nice enough to smoke another brand while we were on because they were having a Crux event at the world-famous Hill Cigar Company yeah, where we were recording. We talk about that briefly in, yep. the, uh, in the interview and everything, and we actually talk about kind of... Uh, how the uh, cigar reps in the area all work together. So. Yeah. And anyway. That, which is really good. It is and really I, good. But I say that to say this. I want to also mention that soon, hopefully very soon, uh, the Hill Cigar Company will also be getting in the Bishop and Gator. Mm-hmm. So we're eagerly awaiting that. I would that. hope so. Eagerly awaiting that. Yes. Eagerly awaiting. And we'll let you know when they show up there, and you can go in and uh, get your... Get your Nick and Gator fix there at the Hill as well. There you go. Well, why don't we go ahead and jump into the interview and hear from our friend, Corey Frisbee. So, folks, today we have a special guest here on the pulpit. We do. We have our friend, Corey Frisbee, the man, the myth, the legend. (laughs) Right. (laughs) The only other person besides Nick that saw the tranny hooker in Vegas. (laughs) It's true. Corey was... Not only along for that adventure, but he actually kind of caused that adventure. But uh, it's we, not the way I remember it. <laughs> I, it's exactly the way I remember it. <laughs> We're sitting at that bar, and you're like, that "Gal's a hooker," and I'm like, "No, she's not." And you're like, "Yes, yeah, she is." And the next thing you know, you're buying her a drink, and she's sliding on down. But anyway, <laughs> we've been through that before. So oh, many times. <laughs> so. Corey, um, before we get started here, because I've got some specific things I want to talk to you about, um, tell us about the brands that you rep for, because you are a cigar broker, correct? Right. And uh, just kind of give us a rundown of of what different companies that you uh, work for. So I I do uh, Oscar, Leaf by Oscar, Espinosa, Casa Cuevas. Casa Cuevas, if you guys haven't heard of it, they're they're a really up and coming brand. They're a lot like Oscar. They have their own factory. They're doing their own deal. Um, so that that's a real exciting one, just because of of all of that. Espinosa as well has his own factory. Um, he's been around a little bit longer. So, um, and then I do uh, Casada, uh, Matilda. Um, that's that's pretty much it. Good deal. Now we are recording tonight in the world famous Hill Cigar Company. This Indeed. is one of your accounts. <laughs> And you've got several accounts here in St. Louis, but what, what all area do you cover? Uh, I do. Iowa, Nebraska, Kansas, Missouri, Arkansas, and Oklahoma. So a small territory. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it used a lot it, of geography there, buddy. A lot it, of geography. Well, it used to have Colorado and New Mexico on it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, that just, did, didn't just make too much far, sense. Huh? Yeah. Bridge too far. Yep. Well, good deal. Well, the reason we wanted to have you on the show tonight, and... It, just the fact that we wanted to hang out with you here while you were in St. Louis, but we wanted to talk to you about a project that you've got going. You've started raising tobacco in in Western Missouri. Yep. So kind of clue us in on that, how that got started, why you decided to do that, and we'll go from there. So so I grew up farming. You know, I'm a little redneck kid. <laughs> um, hey, but right here with you, brother. Right. Yeah. So he's a city boy. Yeah. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Yeah, you know, he's not even listening anymore. I'm he's listening. just out. He's texted on his phone, look, Mr. Look, Texty. Oh my gosh! Look at him. I mean, you know, I, I no, I'm I'm definitely 
you know, soft and doughy like a city mouse here. I'm not <laughs> not rugged and made for the country life. He still thinks so, he's going to get to come over to my bunker when it all goes to, you know goes south. You want my cigars? I do want oh. your cigars, not you necessarily, but the cigars. Oh, but I digress. So as long as he has guns, he's got your cigars. Oh, he's seen the arsenal. <laughs> I've seen part of the arsenal. That's true. That's I don't true. even think I've seen the whole arsenal. You haven't actually been in the bunker. That's the scary part. Yeah, yeah. I, I have a buddy. He said, I said, you know, what are you going to do if things go south? And he said, I have guns. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to survive. <laughs> right. You know, I've made okay. jokes in the past that I buy a lot of ammo for guns that I don't have because when it all inevitably goes south, there are going to be guns laying in the street. There's right. just not going to be bullets to shoot in them. Right. So that's why you want to stock up. Yep. Yep. Because you can pull the, the guns off the carcasses. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, but I digress. So <laughs> back to growing tobacco. So what Weston historically is a tobacco growing region in Missouri. They historically have always grown burly tobacco. I uh, kind of getting back to my roots. I wanted to do some farming and so i went and bought a tractor and leased some ground and lo and behold uh hail and cotton wanted some tobacco grown and so i took a tobacco contract for seven acres and we're growing seven acres of uh connecticut uh broadleaf oh very cool which you know now would be missouri broadleaf has that traditionally been grown there or is this a new venture completely new new variety okay um and and there are a lot of differences in how you uh deal with the broadleaf tobacco as opposed to the burleys um from the spacing when you plant to uh the spacing in the barn there you know there's just there are a lot of a lot of things that are a little bit different um, but this will be stock cut tobacco. It's being grown for uh, wrapper leaf for cigars. Um, we just don't know what cigars yet. Yeah, that's so. very cool. So when you say stock cut, so you're not going to go out there and leaf in the plants. You're cutting the whole plant mm-hmm. down. Okay. That, yeah, that's their intent. They okay. want to stock cut tobacco. So interesting. But we're we're growing it per their specs. Okay then. So yeah. what? Seven acres. It sounds like a big project because. You're hand planting those seedlings, right? Well, we use a transplanter. Okay. So that's a piece of equipment that you put on the back of the tractor. Yeah. To, to operate my transplanter, it's a two-row transplanter. So uh, it basically takes a crew of five. Yeah. Um, one person to drive the tractor, two to set on the transplanter and drop the plants in, um, and then two people follow along on each row. And any plants that are uh, not set well, they fix them. Okay. Um, so if it's set too shallow, they push it on in. If it's set too deep, they pull it up a little bit. So, you know, what? I grew up on a grain farm in southern Illinois. And, you know, we had the corn, wheat, beans. But, you know, that was all relatively mechanized. And, you know, I can't imagine that kind of project, even on a, a small scale that some people, you know, I mean, I was used to farming 400 acres. But for seven acres, I can't imagine the manpower that goes into that. Yeah, and it, you know, it, it's it's not that bad. Uh, it, it it it's a lot like having a hobby. Um, I'm out on the road four days a week, calling on shops. Yep. Okay. Some people have race cars. Some people have motorcycles. Those are their hobbies, right? They go home. They they go enjoy those things. I go to my tobacco field. And so when you started, because I've seen the tobacco seats. These things are tiny. Yeah. 
And you're basically planting each one of those, you know, in, in like a little cell, I guess it would be. Right. Yeah. So you have a, a styrofoam tray. It has 244 cells in it. You want one seed in each cell. Now, we did uh, the Connecticut broadleaf was what we call a coated seed. So it has a coating on the outside of it. Okay. And we have a, uh, a machine that has 244 holes that match the cells in the tray exactly. And you hook a vacuum to it and you dump the seeds across it and one sticks on each hole. And then you turn it upside down, shut the vacuum off, and the seeds all drop in the cells. Boy, that is a lot different than because I've done the cells yeah. before, yeah. you know, for tomatoes or, or whatever I might be growing. And that's a lot different than putting one in each cell by so, hand. So yeah. you can do that in about oh, 30 seconds um, and plant a tray of tobacco. Now, I also planted some Pennsylvania broadleaf that was not coated seed. And that was the video you had pulled up. A little more of a challenge. Yeah. It looks like dust. I dumped in, dumped the seeds in a white bowl. Um, I got some really high-powered reading glasses, put them on my head. Wow. And uh, I sat there and scraped one seed into each cell. And oh. it, it took me about six hours to plant ten trays. Wow. Yeah, so, that's the way I'm yeah. used to doing yeah. it. So the, uh, the machine you had with the vacuum sounds like it would be a godsend. Mm-hmm. It is. So how many trays did you have to do to do seven acres of tobacco? Well, um, so I was doing 5,300 plants uh, per acre, basically. Okay. Um, so you do the math. I don't know how. Nick, you want to handle the math for us? Uh, no. no. I'm, not, I'm not a math guy. <laughs> so a lot. It's a, yeah. 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 <laughs> so now what, your germination rate, did you, did you have close to 100%? Were you having some cells empty? Uh, I want to say that, you know, and, and this is just rough from looking at what we were pulling out of the trays, but we were probably 95%. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, a good It was return. a very, very good germination rate. Good deal. Yeah. So you plant them in the field, and like you said, you have a crew of five that does that. What takes place after that? Um, you know, now that now that the seedlings are in the ground, what's next? They grow. Okay. You hope. By the way, that's either gunshots in the background or I uh, hope fireworks. Fireworks. But it's, fireworks. I, I, it's the hill in St. Louis. It could go either way. Yeah. Um. So it it grows. Are you are you dealing with any kind of pests or anything? Or? Yeah. So yeah. so you have aphids. You have tobacco worms. Um. You know. So yeah. You have a lot of pests. Now, the chemicals we use for tobacco are so benign mm -hmm. that when you start to have a, an infestation, <clears throat> um, you're going to have to spray every eight or ten days. Okay. Oh, wow. Uh, so you're not putting, the, like, Roundup Paraquat oh. 2,4-D, which Nick likes to make fun of me that I yeah. even know what 2,4-D is. <laughs> yeah. You know what 2,4-D is. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's hardcore. Um, but any of that kind of stuff would kill your tobacco. It'd get just a whiff of it, and it'll wilt and die. And it's done, yeah. Oh, wow. Um, and the the pesticides, the big thing about those is, this is a product we're going to consume. Yes. So anything we put on that has to be completely gone by the time we're consuming it. Yeah. Um, so the half-life of these chemicals, it, I always tell people, it's kind of like putting pepper spray on your tomatoes. Yeah. You know, um, you get a rain, you better go spray it again. Yeah. Um, so that that's the kind of thing that you're dealing with. And so you're, when you're growing tobacco, you're constantly in the field. Um, and, and, well, so. 
let's see. I, I don't know if I can explain this to guys, but I sent a text message out. And uh, one of the jokes is that I go out and name all of my tobacco plants individually. <laughs> um, because you're in the field that much. Yeah. So. Well, this has got to be a labor of love for you. Oh, yeah. I love it. Yeah. But so I took some pictures of some individual plants and I sent them to the guys at Oscar's warehouse. I sent, sent this text message to Oscar, Alvaro, and Leo at the warehouse. One plant I named Oscar. Nice. The next plant I named Cicerone. <laughs> and the next one I named Leo. Oh, that's funny. So Oscar is a nice, healthy plant. Yes. Yeah. Growing well. Cicerone <laughs> is a plant that has a bloom on it already. It, it's a plant that got overstressed and it's, it's artistic. It's trying to throw seeds, you yeah. know, so, but artistic. Uh, Leo is a seedling that is wilted. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. so, but anyway, that's the joke. You know, you, you get to know your tobacco so well that you name them all. Yeah. Um, um, one of the other guys in the area that grows tobacco, the, the, People in town claim that he goes out and sings to his tobacco every night. I do so, that in my organic garden. Yeah. yeah it drives the neighbors nuts. They hate it. <laughs> you also go out <laughs> naked into your garden. True that. I've seen that picture. <laughs> <laughs> I've got, a, what, six, seven years of those running now. Soon enough, can, we'll have enough for a calendar. You can see me getting fatter every year. <laughs> it's kind of disturbing. I mean, only you can fix that. I'm not going to fix exactly. that. Exactly. So... so so, Corey, I, I want to ask you real quick. So, okay, you've got them in the ground. They're growing. What are we looking at from the time that you plant them to the time that you're out cutting the stalks? Like, how uh, much time are you looking at? You're looking at about 10 weeks. Okay. Well, that's pretty, not bad. Pr- pretty short season. Could you, is that something you could double crop? Or? Okay, so, yeah, I get, I get that question all the time. And the answer is, yes, you could double crop it. But to do that, Nick has no idea what double crop means, but we'll move on. Um, it, City mouse. Basically, what you're doing <laughs> is you're trying to get two full harvests out of one year. Okay. So so what you do is you're planting early enough that you can take one crop out of the ground and go right back in behind it and plant your second crop yeah. and get it out before the, before the end of the year. The problem with tobacco is um, if it gets frost on it, it dies. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't stunt it. It doesn't anything else. It just dies. Yeah. So. Well, it's, it's in the same family as tomatoes. Am I correct? Yeah. And tomatoes are the exact same way. So if you plant them too early and you happen to get that late frost, the tobacco dies. Yeah. Um, And then when you go to the other end of it, you've got these nice big tobacco plants and you get an early frost and you lost your whole crop. So it's just really not worth it to try and double crop. Fair enough. That happened yeah. to a lot of people this year with their gardens because mm-hmm. they put them out and we got that really late cold snap here yep. in the Midwest mm-hmm. and a lot of people were replanting their garden. Yep. I had mine low tunneled, but obviously that's not something that's feasible on seven acres. Right. Yeah. It, exactly. So I, I get that question all the time and it's just, it's not something that you probably want to try to do. Nick, low tunnel is just a small, like, greenhouse. Okay. Just, yeah, wanted to keep you up to speed. It's, I appreciate that it's, because <laughs> there's probably other people that don't know the gardening lingo like me. It, there you it, go. it is not a sexual thing. 
Okay. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> as much as you might try it's to good, make it into it's one. Good yeah. to note. Yes. So, that is not. So seven, seven acres. Um, <laughs> did we, was this the math you wanted me to do earlier about how much that produces? Well, I wanted. I, we, oh, I you're, was, you're working towards that. Hold on. I was asking Corey. So that was what? A little over 5,000 plants per acre. Yeah, 5,300 50, plants. 5,300. Okay. So 5,300 plants per acre for seven acres. 5,300 plants. It's somewhere over 35,000. That's 37,100 plants. Yeah. So out of that. But like I was going to ask in terms of tonnage. Yes. What's your yield? Yeah. So so what we're hoping for is uh, cured tobacco weight, about 2,200 pounds per acre. Okay, Nick. Back to the calculator there. So how much? About 2,200 pounds per acre. Oh, okay. Now, now you have to remember, you're taking... So 15,400. You're taking the tobacco from 100% humidity down to 20% humidity. So the tonnage you take out of the field and the tonnage you take out of the barn are two different animals. So, yes. it's, so it's like Jeff and then Jeff out of the pool. It's not submerged displacement. Yeah, yeah. No, it's 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 different. It's different. Yeah. See, never mind. I try I try to make a joke at Jeff's expense, and I get shit on. So okay, that's fine. We'll move on. It's not, it's, it's but not it was a lot night. of fun acting like you were stupid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, you didn't expect submerged displacement to come back at you so quick, I did didn't, you? Actually, no, you didn't see that coming. Um. So okay. So you're looking at a, a tremendous amount of tobacco. Do you? Have a barn that you're going to be putting this in? Do you have a facility ready to go? Yeah, so um, West, unfortunately, has a lot of infrastructure for tobacco because yeah. they've grown tobacco historically there. So there are a lot of old tobacco barns around. Okay. Uh, now, one thing that I am going to do, um, I'm going to try, I've been reading up on a deal. I'm going to try at getting a 40-foot shipping container. And controlling the temperature and humidity in it. Oh, okay. Um, and I, I've read a lot of mixed reviews on it, but I've got a little bit of extra tobacco planted beyond my contract. Yeah. I want to see what happens. So, you know, I mean, this is one of those deals that uh, my learning curve straight up. Um, so, you know, it, it'll it'll be one of those deals. We'll see. Yeah, it'll have you work thought about my, have you thought about trying to fire cure any of it or? Well, so fire cured is a totally different animal, mm-hmm. um, and, and so no, I, I'm at least at this point I'm not interested in that. Yeah. Um, the reason I'm interested in these uh, shipping containers, so tobacco, every stage of the game you can lose your crop. Um, I so it's it's uh so just because you get it out of the ground doesn't mean that you're good to go that's right no. you, you 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 get it out you get it hung in the barn you can lose your crop oh shit so if the temperature gets too high and the humidity gets too high the tobacco will suck the moisture out of the air and try and grow and it will cause it to rot in the barn oh man Ooh. so you know every step of the way you can you can lose this crop um and how, so, how do you control the humidity in the barn well, I mean, you can run some uh, bunts or some propane burners yeah. and light little fires to try and take the humidity out of the air. But the old time farmers up there will tell you none of that shit works. It's just got to work out right. Yeah. You know, oh, um, man, so that's a, a gamble. So, yeah. yeah. 
Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> hey, dude, that's farming. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's just what it is. Um, I watched my dad grow some of the best beans one year, and about two weeks before we were going to harvest them, we had a hailstorm. Mm. And then I saw all the beans down in the branch because yep. they washed out of the field and they just piled up down there and they were done. Done. Wow. Yeah. Yep. That's why you have crop insurance right there. <laughs> but okay, so here's the deal: <clears throat> Burley tobacco, you can get crop insurance on. Oh no! Because the cigarette lobby has a lot of money behind it. Okay. <laughs> Connecticut Broadleaf, you can't get crop insurance on. You can really? get hail. You can get hail insurance through a private company, but you cannot get federal crop insurance on it because the cigar lobby doesn't have as much money as Philip Morris. That seems Imagine to be that. the case yeah. on a lot huh. of things. Yes, it does. Yeah. Who would have thought? Oh my gosh! So, so yeah, so we're praying for good weather up yes, in the we t- are. western mm-hmm. area <laughs> and low humidity. So when you harvest it, you hang it in the barn. Um, from the minute it hangs to when it's ready to ship, like what kind of time frame are you looking at there? Oh, if it's quick, it's probably four weeks. Um, but we're probably looking six or eight weeks. Yeah. You know, and I would figure the quicker you can get it out of your hands, you know, you, you get. Yeah. As soon you as know, you can say to done. Yeah. You want to say to done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Put, it, put it in a box and ship it. Yeah. Uh, but you got to get the, the, uh, the humidity down on the leaf, you know. So you're so just it, you're just hanging and curing, and then you're not making the pylons and all that. No. Okay. So so whoever Hale and Cotton is a, a broker of tobacco, and so whoever they sell it to will process it however they want to. Okay. Um, so um, all goes well, and the crop comes off. Uh, when when do you expect to be? Uh, you said what? Ten weeks. So yeah. when when should you be harvesting? Uh, second third week of August. Okay. Yeah. And then now when it's really hot. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah. It it balls hot at that point. Yeah. So my my question for you is you you are part of um or have been part of the the Weston uh, Tobacco Store. What's uh-huh. the exact What's the name of it? Uh, Weston Tobacco. Weston Tobacco. Okay. And, <laughs> <laughs> look, at you, know, look at you backing into the right well, answer on mistake. I've been there, but I wanted to make sure I didn't say it wrong, <laughs> or that it hadn't hadn't changed it. So you you your family has the store there, is that correct? Yeah. So my my son runs it, um, and that is his baby now. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and yeah. it's it's a great store, I, if, folks. If you've not been there, I mean, the humidor is worth taking the drive. If you're anywhere in the Kansas City area. Drive north and go up to Weston and take a look at this place. It's awesome. Totally. I, I, I do the brokerage side, and now I do the farming side, and that's his baby. So, that's awesome. And, and I'll be honest, I don't even know what's in the humidor anymore. So, um, And the Tobacco Fest that uh, my late son and I started um, this year, it's going to be all his baby. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Wait, are you still cooking for it, though? Nope. No. I will simply be a vendor. Really? Yep. Well, there you go. Good for you. When is yep. that event coming up? Because I'm sure it, it, anybody listening to this show, if you can make it to this event, you want to go to this event. Uh, third weekend in October. Third okay. Saturday. Okay. Yeah. So you, you talked about how you're doing the brokering and the farming. Mm-hmm. So I guess the obvious question is, this is not a one and out. It sounds like you're, you're going to try this, you know, future crops as well. 
kind of have to, right? I mean, you don't have to do anything, but what? you can't just do it once, right? <laughs> Again, we are coming to you from yeah. the world-famous Hill Cigar Company. They had a really nice event tonight. And I know, Corey, this, this wasn't yours, but I hope you don't mind me bringing it up. They had a really nice Crux event, and the fine folks over at Crux had a really nice display and um, had some new cigars that I think they're going to come on the show and smoke with us. So Yeah, it was nice. And I'm smoking one right now and enjoying it very much. Same here. Uh-huh. So, absolutely. Good. And, and look, we, we've got this territory in Iowa, Nebraska, Kansas, Missouri, Arkansas, Oklahoma, you know. Um, all of the reps and brokers, um, I, I guess it's different than it is the rest of the United States because we all actually like each other. Yeah. That's oh, good. I've seen that. Yeah. And, and so, you know, if one of us is doing an event, it's not uncommon for another rapper broker to show up and help you work your table. That's awesome. Um, and so, yeah, it, 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 it's really, really cool. And I have some uh, companies that come out and the principals of the company will come out and ride with me and I'll try to explain to them that it's a little different here. Yeah. And I, so I had I had one guy, well, Louis Cuevas. Yeah. Um, and Louis is one of the gr- greatest guys in the world. Uh, for one, because I have a lot of uh, problems with Spanish pronunciation, <laughs> or pron- pronunciation, or however. A little you English know. too. Yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's my second language. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but uh, I- anyway, so I. I spent uh, three days mispronouncing his last name as I introduced him to people. (laughs) (laughs) And we'd go out to the truck and I'd be like, ah, fucked it up again. And he'd be like, "Uh (laughs) (laughs) uh-huh. He'd just start laughing. (laughs) Dude, I can't even remember what I was saying, but it was something different every time, you know? (laughs) That's awesome. And I'd be sitting in the truck before we'd go in and I'd be like, Quavis, 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 Quavis. And he's looking at me like I'm an idiot. And I'm like, Quavis. I'd go in and introduce him and I'd screw it up again. (laughs) (laughs) And so, I mean, but anyway, Lewis, so Lewis, he, after the first shop, he's like, wow, people here are really nice. Yeah, you're right. And then second shop, he's like, you're really right. And then pretty soon he says, you know, this is the weirdest thing. He says, I've been out on the road with a lot of brokers. And he said, I can count on one hand how many times a cigar shop owner has given me a cigar. And he said, Every shop we've gone into, your cigar shop owner has given me a cigar. (laughs) He's like, I'm supposed to be giving them cigars, which, of course, we were. But the shop owner's like, hey, have you ever tried this? And he'd be like, ah, no, I haven't. And they'd be like, here, have one. Try it, you know. Um, And the brokers are the same way. You know, it's, it's, or or reps, you know, whether they're in-house or whatever. Um, we run into each other in cigar shops, and we trade some cigars, and we laugh, and we kid. And yep. I mean, um, if we go into a shop and the shop's upset with them, when we will leave that shop, we call them and say, "Hey, you need to go call Joe or whatever, you know, yeah. whatever," because um, something went wrong. And, and I know these guys; they know me. We don't treat our shops like that. Yeah, you know, we want to take care of them. Yep. And so if somebody's upset with them, you want them to know, you know, hey, go go spend some time there. Take care of them. Something went sideways. You yeah. Know? Yeah. 
So how has the <clears throat> brokering been um, now that the whole COVID thing is kind of passing by and things have gotten pretty much back to normal, and I guess, in a whole stays lot of places? Way. Yeah. COVID. Yeah. The, what is this COVID you speak of? What, <laughs> what, what, what is this thing? It's the thing that totally nuked the world for about a year and a half. Yeah. But anyway. <clears throat> huh. Yeah. Probably gave you time to start thinking about growing tobacco. He was playing with chickens is what he was doing. I was growing chickens. I was tilling ground. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, he went all farm boy. I like he did. It. I went redneck, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah um, Corey, no offense, man. You didn't go redneck. That's, <laughs> you know, it takes one to know one, but yeah. Fair enough. You were right there. Yeah, fair, fair enough. No, I mean, you know, everything's... It's pretty much back to the way it was. I'll tell you honestly, I see more remnants of the COVID in St. Louis than I do anywhere else in my territory. Really? Yeah. Wow. I'll see more people here with masks on and everything else. Um, well, and the, the media's and, got us a little scared here because of the uh, Delta variant. And apparently it's really big down in, I guess, Branson and uh, Springfield, Missouri right now. So <laughs> I was down there last week. Oh, thank you. <laughs> oh, great. Yeah. Well... Well, and we're in the hot box. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Too soon? No. no, We've referred to the hot box here. There there is a little smoking room that is great in the winter, but we came in here to record, so... uh, We didn't have outside noise. Exactly, yeah. And the phone goes... No, we came out here because they were having the event and the place was hopping, so we came in here to record, and it's a good 30 degrees warmer in here than it is... Right outside that door. Yeah, it's nice in the wintertime, but... It's great in the wintertime. In the summertime, it's a little hot. Yeah. So, Corey, dude, we love you to death, and we're so glad to see you. It's been so long it with is. COVID. It is. It's nice to and, see you, buddy. Yeah. yeah, you too. Well, we're trying to save up our scratch to come out to Weston. <laughs> I mean... The Tobacco Festival. What, a good, again, as we finish up here, what week did you say that is? Uh, third Saturday in October. Okay. Guys, mark your calendar. Is there a uh, site or... Social media they can go to to look for tickets? Uh, WestonTobacco.com, I think, has it on there. Okay. Um, and they can call the shop, and they'll mail them out to What's them. the number there? Do you have it offhand? Uh, 816-386-4086. There you go, guys. Perfect. Yeah. You don't want to miss this festival. It is a lot of fun. You really and, don't. And it is a sold-out deal every year. So yeah. it, it generally will sell out by the end of August. Okay, so jump on it early. Yeah, yeah we, we want to put in for two tickets, so we want to make sure we can go. We'll That's easy. Yeah. We want to make sure that happens. Well, Corey, buddy, it's been fun. Yes, has it, it has. Has it? <laughs> it has. It has been fun. So. Well, we really want to thank Corey Frisbee for coming on with us. Definitely. I, I do want to point out, the interview doesn't seem near as long as it was the other night. Well, you know, um, there was some selective editing that needed to take place. Yeah, it's probably for the best. Well, you know, there were just some conversational topics that came up that was, you know... Um, Corey doesn't have a filter. Friendly between us. Yes. Yeah. But Corey has no filter. Mm-hmm. It It's almost one of those, what's the what's the old saying? No Fs were given. Oh. <laughs> Corey gives no Fs. Why are you filtering yourself now? But yeah, in all seriousness, <laughs> he did not care one bit. And, no, um, he just bus rolled you hard. Well, and it was one of those things that we just needed to. Keep the interview focused. <laughs> yeah, that's it. We had to keep the interview focused. That's a champion. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
Anyway, but yes, we do want to thank Corey Frisbee for taking time out and everything. I mean, it's always good to see Corey. We need to circle up with him. Corey's a hoot. You know, for more. Well, I want to go out there when they harvest. Yes. I really want to make that happen if we can work that out. Well, we'll have to figure out when that's going to be. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. It would. It would be fun. I can't wait to see you out cutting stalks of tobacco. That's not going to happen. Get a machete, man. Go to it. I'm, I'm. I've pointed out multiple times in the interview, I'm city mouse. So <laughs> I'm soft, weak. Well, you can cut a few just to say you did it. Well, I can do that. Yeah. Just to say I did it. Exactly. Like, you know, don't expect we'll put, ma- you, hard manual labor out you, of me. <laughs> you get to add that to the rich tapestry that is the bishop, and you can add to your resume that you've now harvested tobacco. Well, there you go. Think about it. This is going to be worth it. It would be impressive. Yeah. All right. Well, Jeff. Oh my God! Is it time for Ask the Boys? Well, I was going to ask you. So, what are you getting on your uh, on your Oscar there? Oh, it's just a good, creamy, nutty, you know, mild Connecticut. I love it, especially considering we're recording really early for this. Yes. So, yeah, I've got know. my my Casa Cuevas Habano, and uh, it's a good cigar. It's got some some like just lingering spice to it and everything. It's got some earthy flavor. Um, maybe a little bit of baking spice and everything. It's a good cigar. Yeah. I like it a lot. It'd be too much for me early, nah, this early in the this, morning. First cigar. May, okay, maybe first cigar of the day. Cause for yeah, me, yeah. We are recording at like 9 a.m. So Why? Because like, I've got a full day of shit to do. You were here all day yesterday. We could have recorded then. Could have. Didn't. But what were you doing all day yesterday, too? Mm, what's that? I cooked. Yeah. I made brats. Yeah. And you helped eat them. There were a lot of things going on. There was a lot going on. And I made corn. Yeah. You got to watch me rub it down with the butter, which I'm sure was disturbing. Kind of. <laughs> I just imagined it was like your masturbation, like prep routine, <laughs> which is just horribly disturbing. I used the same stick of butter. Oh, God. <laughs> anyway. All right. Um, well, why don't we get into some Ask the Boys? Shall we play a game? You talking to me? I have a question for you. You gotta ask me nicely. Ask me about my wiener! You got a question. You ask the APA. Come on, sucker. Let's get it on. So it's that time for Ask the Boys, where we answer listener questions. And guys, you can get your questions in by calling the Ask the Boys hotline at area code 863-874-0000. And, uh, you know, we'll, uh, We'll just kind of answer answer them as they come, and yeah. if they get entirely too wretched, there's always the Adam Protocol. The Adam Protocol is in effect. It is in effect. Yep. So, anyway, so why don't we go ahead and listen to the first call here? Hey guys, it's Lupe here. Lupe, um, Lupe. just got to say we got to have some more drunk Gator because that episode <sighs> was awesome. Anyway, stay safe, stay smoky. Hashtag save the flat. <laughs> it's a thing now. Okay. Wait, hashtag what? Save the splat. Oh. <laughs> Save the splat's a thing now. It is. It is a thing. So, um, I do want to point out, not everybody was happy yes, that we, I got a little lit on the episode the yes, other day. We did have at least one listener reach out to us. And, you know, here's With the a thing. very strong opinion. Here's and, the thing. And I don't want to offend anyone. That's not why we do the show. We no. do the show to entertain. I'll be honest with you guys. I drank too much of the tequila. Not my finest hour. I've I've said that to many people <laughs> on Instagram have. and whatnot, but uh, you know it it happened, and you know other than the stuff that was in Corey's interview, we don't really shy away from personal things. Um, typically not. Yeah, yeah. And it was one of those deals where 
you know, it happened on the show. Am I proud of it? Not necessarily. That's one of the, I mean, you can count on one hand the amount of times that I have let alcohol sneak up on me like that. And actually, that may have been one of three times in my life that I've ever been drunk. I'm trying to think. I don't think I've ever, in the seven years I've known you, I don't think I've ever seen you that intoxicated. Yeah. The only other time you've ever really seen me drink to any extent was, again, that night that we were out at the campfire um, over at Ren Lake. Yes. And and that wasn't... there wasn't it much wasn't, alcohol it, there. Well, no, I mean that was more Kool Aid. We did but... watch our friend Dave, though, <laughs> reaching in the annihilated. Fire. Yeah, he drank an entire bottle of whiskey by himself, and then reached in the fire and picked up a flaming well, embered he, log. Yeah, the logs had like shifted in the campfire. One there. rolled out. One rolled out, and he just picked it up and dropped it right back in the fire, <laughs> like it was like no big deal. And it's like, dude, what the hell? We're all slack jawed, like yeah, and then. He's like, ow. Yeah. <laughs> it took him like three minutes and he realized he'd burned his hand. It was mm-hmm. really disturbing. So so to anyone that was offended, I apologize. That was not my intent. I just really, for some reason, enjoyed that tequila that night. And I had only, in I look back on it, I'd had a hot dog at Eddie's Bible school thing. That's the problem. You had nothing. I on had your nothing stomach. on my stomach, and I got loopy. And you know, I admit it freely, but I apologize if you were offended. If you didn't, if you weren't offended, and you really enjoyed it, don't don't get used to that because I don't plan to do it again. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's the other thing about us with the show. I mean, in the grand scheme of life, you could, as you point out, count on one hand probably how many times you and I have been intoxicated on the show. Yeah. I mean, you had this. I had the uh, the time at the smoke pit where I didn't really talk. I just shut down. Yeah, you, you got you to know. where you just couldn't formulate a thought. Yeah, and I just kind of was like, all right, I need to just back away from this. And again, I saw you down in uh, Tampa. Yeah, but, but we, we were in the hotel bar. And, I was say, we weren't recording then or yeah, anything. You were having a good time, you and know. I poured you back in the room. And I was the stone-cold sober one. You know, I mm-hmm. yeah, I was I was babysitting you. And kind of like you were babysitting me the other night, except you'd never got me a Big Mac. They weren't open. The McDonald's is closed by 10 p.m. because of staffing issues with COVID. So you could not get a Big Mac. Yeah, I was really disappointed. Yeah. So. But anyway. anyway. So, Lupe, we appreciate it. But, yeah, that's probably not going to happen. Not anytime soon. <laughs> so. All right. Next up, we have another caller. What's up, guys? It's Alan from South Carolina. Alan. I uh, got a question and a comment today. Question being, you could smoke one wrapped, one wrapper leaf on a cigar for the rest of your life. What would it be? I'm rolling with the Mexican San Andres. There's something about that dusty, sweet earthiness that I love. And my comment would be, Teddy, a.k.a the smoking gorilla on instagram <laughs> my name is also the smoking gorilla on instagram oh. and i formally petition stop it teddy you're misrepresenting <laughs> i don't like oh. it uh, whatever comes from that comes you know well, yeah. Uh, oh yeah i almost forgot flaps up baby <laughs> <laughs> oh my god we got a fight between teddies uh-oh i wonder who has the copyright paperwork uh-oh yeah, that's gonna this, get. This is gonna end poorly. That's gonna get awkward. So the question on the table, though, let's let's get back to the question here. The question on the table is: If we could only smoke one type of tobacco wrapper for the rest of our life, 
what would you roll with? Everyone I know knows. for a full yep. fact that for you, it's shade-grown Connecticut. It is. I know that. It's no, there's that, no question. There was no question no. at all. I mean, here we are in Smoker's Choice, and that's what you went with. Exactly. Yeah. When when I blended our own cigars with Martinez, shade mm-hmm. from Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's a reason, because I like it. Now, I might throw you off for a minute. Uh-oh. My palate has shifted. Uh-oh. So when we created the Bishop and the Gator, I have a Mexican San Andreas you wrapper do. on... The, uh, Which is good. I had on one Bishop. a week and a half ago. Yeah, it is good. It's really good. But you know what I've been smoking a lot of ever since that cigar. What's that came out? And I feel a little awkward pointing this out, given the fact that that is my cigar. And don't get me wrong, I love it. I love everything about it. But I'll tell you, I've been smoking a whole lot of Habanos, uh, and I have come to really appreciate the Habano because. The thing with the with the San Andreas and the Maduro and everything, man, sometimes you get it and it's really good. And other times you get it and like if it's just a hair off in terms of the humidity level, mm-hmm. it'll crack real easily and just uh. I mean, there's just all kinds of things about it. And I guess you could say that about the Habano too, but realistically, I have been all about the Habano lately. Now, I will say my close second choice mm-hmm. and it, it it doesn't overtake the Connecticut because it's not it's not a cigar that I smoke daily like I would the shade grown Connecticut. But I'll tell you that Cameroon, that Cameroon oh. from from JRE, yeah, yeah. It's uh, and by the way, they are a studio sponsor. Yeah, the JRE Aladino Tobacco Mobile Studios here. But it uh, that that's a close second behind the Connecticut for me. So just to throw yeah. that out there, if you guys haven't tried. That Cameroon, oh man, you need to. I would say, yeah, I. That's fair. That's fair. Um, because you do smoke a lot of those Cameroons. I do. They're coming so, up quickly in the and you rotation. Know what? And it's a very, I don't want to say soft, but it's a very like smooth, easygoing tobacco as yes. well. So I could see that being an alternate to, for you to the shade-grown Connecticut. Absolutely. You know, it's not something that's going to come along and kick you with a bunch of spice and everything. Oh, man, though, I'll say this. That 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 Aroa Corojo, uh, you know? But I'd have to get... Oh, yeah. But I'd have to get, like, very specific and get into the Aroa Corojo. Yeah. Because... Dude, I mean, and I'm not going to get into who, but there are some cigars out there that are labeled Corojo, but it's that not. is not the Aroa Corojo, yeah, and it's just not the same. Yeah, still has some spice to it and whatever else, but man, you know, you get the stuff that Husto uh, uh, over at JRE and Christian over at CLE use, and it's just it's just so much better. Than uh, oh absolutely than what you're getting in other places yep and I won't like specify who but you know anyway so yeah so I for you you're Connecticut going, shade you're going grown Connecticut shade grown with the Cameroon as your alternate yes and I'm going with Habano with um Corojo as my alternate okay Aroa Corojo yes I have to specify. to be specific yes very specific so okay. all right well next question here on Ask the Boys. What? My life. What? I'm going to speak back in my life. I, I do. I'm not going to bring you back a big bang. You just need to go to bed. 
So how did that end up as a call? Uh, that might have been maybe. I don't know. I don't that know was me begging for a Big Mac the other night. <laughs> I, I actually cut it off there. Um, I don't know. Who did you send that to that then sent it back to us? <laughs> was there any, like, did anybody say anything Noah at the end of that? I don't know. I mean, I guess we could listen to it all Let's the way. Let's listen to it all the way. Okay, we'll keep going with it. Okay. You just need to go to bed, dude. Yeah, you, you, you're pretty much done with it. Very little there. I mean, you probably should just go to bed. That's a good idea. <laughs> it was okay. a good idea. In hindsight. said anything at the end of that <laughs> so i'm trying to think who did nick I... shot a video of me begging for a big mac i did and sent it out to a select group of people and one very of them, select one of them decided to send it back to us as a call thank you very it's, select that show's gonna be the gift that keeps on giving that <laughs> um who got <sighs> that gervais got it noah got it yep broccoli rob got it Okay, well, we've narrowed it to three. <laughs> narrowed down to three. Or anyone they sent it to and then sent it back to us. So, yeah. Well, I mean, I would hope that they would keep it within themselves. It's like that but... uh, that uh, oh, hair product commercial. You know, you tell two people and you t- and they tell two people and so on and so on. Yeah, And that's how herpes spreads. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> they just wanted a Big Mac. Anyway, well... Um... Yeah, sorry to the listener that was offended because we didn't. We we kind of wanted to clarify that up with the apology and then yeah. move on, and then yeah, and then it just we really probably should came back start. To haunt. You know, we've been doing ask the boys for a while, and I and I respected Travis Seibert's you know request in the beginning of how we shouldn't screen the calls. Yeah, we need to start. I probably the ought calls. to start screening the calls because <laughs> it's just every once in a while something comes out of left field and just whaps <laughs> us upside the head and. Which, in, in some cases, is amusing, like this, but... Yeah. 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 We probably ought to start screening yeah. the calls a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Man, mo- moving I mean, on. Let's be real. Then we wouldn't need the Adam Protocol. That's true. <laughs> it, would be, it would be a preemptive Adam Protocol. It would. It would. All right. Well, anyway, moving on to the next question here. How to make an invisible hombre. Hola, hombre. You want to pet my chihuahua? The other way, start with the world's best tasting tequila and let your bartender do the rest. <laughs> How to make an angry parrot. <laughs> the other way, start with the world's best tasting tequila and let your bartender do the rest. What is on? The good stuff. What is How to make wrong? a snake bite. What is wrong with you people? <laughs> <laughs> the other way, start with the world's best tasting tequila and let your bartender do the rest. Go to zone. The good stuff. I want to point out that that was a different caller. That was God. that was an area code two oh three. 
And the first one was an area code 715. Oh These are God. completely different callers that decided that that was going to be a good idea. And I'm amused. I don't want <laughs> I don't want to lie. I'm am- I'm I'm definitely amused, but holy shit. This is a I, thing. I dude. Yeah, it's a thing now. <laughs> Guys, I'm looking at Jeff, and he's sitting there with a smile on his face, but it almost looks like he wants to just punch me. (laughs) It's not my fault. I didn't make you drink anything. No. Anyway. You bought the bottle, but it was smooth, I'll admit. Yeah. I'm going to shy away from it for a while now. but Well, I still have half a bottle of it. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Just keep that to yourself. I will. Yeah. I will. All right. Well, moving on. To our final question here. I don't need any hair of the I dog. Hope to, I hope to God this is an actual question, too. <laughs> just, just ask the boys has been really weird this week, and quite frankly, I I just need a question. Because otherwise, this is going to be a really short episode, guys. I mean, this is going to be a short one if we don't get a question here. Hey, guys. It's Adam here. Oh, God, Adam. First-time caller, first-time listener. <laughs> I've got a question that maybe you guys could answer. Um it's more of a question towards Nick from uh, my monthly oh, coffee or fucking good cigars. Get the Adam Protocol ready. Remember. Anyhow, as a fellow Northeastern Ohioan, just like Nick, I was curious if maybe he had a uh, an actual shop other than just an online shop. Uh, kind of wouldn't mind, you know, if he did swinging through and seeing what kind of you know, fucking good cigars he's got. And maybe signing up for that my monthly coffee subscription. Um, so if you guys could, you know, answer it, maybe just give me a call back. I'd really appreciate that. I'm not going to give you my phone number, but you know, just give me a call back whenever you get a chance. Have a good uh, week and a weekend, and uh, talk to you guys later. Stay smoky. Bye. So, so our buddy Nick Gervais does not have a brick and mortar, but. If you message me privately on Instagram, I'll just send you his home address and you can run by and say hi. There you go. <laughs> just knock on the door. Hey, can I check out what cigars you've got? Uh, let me see your coffee yeah. selection. <laughs> no, um, you're right. He does not have an actual brick and mortar. He just has uh, he has a couple of websites. He's got MyMonthlyCigars.com where you can uh, get cigars from him, including the subscription box. Um, and then also he has uh, FockingGoodCoffee.com where um, you can sign up to uh, either get a subscription of the coffee or you can purchase whatever kind of coffee you want to buy from him. Exactly. This would be a good time to go ahead and say, what is My Monthly Cigars? Uh, My Monthly Cigars is a premium cigar subscription service where you can get a uh, box of cigars sent to your door every month. We get the El Presidente, which is eight cigars for $50. It's two of everything that's in the Robusto box, which is four cigars for $30. So if you're doing like we're doing, where the two of us are both smoking the same thing and, you know, maybe talking and comparing out and everything, maybe you got a buddy or something like that, the El Presidente is a pretty good deal. But uh, if you're just doing it by yourself, you, you can know, order them. You can always just order them or you could just do the Robusto. It's up to you. Yep. Um, but both the Robusto and the El Presidente are covered by the MSRP guarantee, which states that the value of the cigars within the box are guaranteed to meet or exceed the price of the box. If you use Avrico Pulpit, P-U-L-P-I-T, that gets you free shipping on the first box as well as 20% off any of the items in Nick's online store where he's got cigars and accessories and other fun stuff over there at MyMonthlyCigars.com. Now, the one thing I do want to point out um, 
Adam, if you want to circle up with Nick and uh, sit down and just kind of chat and whatever else, I do know that Nick has a couple of lounges that he frequents um, up in his area and everything. He doesn't own them, but he does, you know, frequent a number. I, th- I know he's got at least one, you know, home shop, and then I know he's got a couple others that maybe he pops by um, from time know, to time. From yep. time to time. So it's one of those things, you know, you can always circle up with Nick at a brick and mortar and just kind of talk to him about, you know, cigars and coffee and whatever else. Life. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, you know, have the lounge experience with exactly. Nick Gervais. And then you can ask him all the questions you want. It's true. It's true. <laughs> Be your own little private ass, the boys. It, exactly. So, but again, you know, feel free to message me, and I'll give you his home address. Car, and I'm sure Nick appreciates that greatly. <laughs> I'm sure he does. So, well, that's been asked the boys. That has indeed been asked the boys. So, guys, get your calls into us by calling the hotline at area code eight six three eight seven four zero 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 zero. So yeah, so that's uh, that was that, 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 that was interesting. Yeah, I yeah I didn't debacle. I don't. That, it's not debacle. Borderline debacle. Not borderline. It was just interesting. I find it interesting that two different callers thought you know the exact same thing. That it'd be funny to just play some audio for you. Yeah, just in, from totally different areas. Yep. Thanks, guys. Appreciate. I'm, I'm that. mildly curious about something. Hang on a second. Mildly curious about something. So, so what did I say? Area code two hundred three and area code seven one five. So, let's just Google real quick. Two hundred three. Two hundred three. Area code is Connecticut. Okay. And the seven one five area code. It oh, we've narrowed it down, haven't we? I think I know exactly who that was. What town? It's Wisconsin. Okay, that narrowed it down. <laughs> no, I'm looking your direction. I was say that was Wisconsin. <laughs> Wisconsin. I think it. I mean, it may have been Jerry Pulaski. It could have been Pulaski. That's sick you know, Yeah, I could easily see it being Jerry Pulaski. Yep. So Jerry Pulaski here. Jerry Pulaski. He's cousin Barry. <laughs> Barry and Jerry. We should set up like some kind of fight with him. Mm. Get him in the octagon. Let him go at it. That would be funny. Yep. Or at the very least, a family debate. Yeah. Get them both on the show at the yeah. same time. I don't I know. I don't no know. points. I don't know. I don't know what the logistics <laughs> of that would be, but it'd be pretty funny. Oh lordy. So, Nick, how do folks reach out to us on the socials? We are on Instagram at the Cigar Pulpit, as well as at Naked Gator, any KKID Gator. You know it's my page. And we're also on Facebook, where we have the uh, Cigar Pulpit Parishioners Group, and you can get in on that just by going over there and requesting to join. And uh, you know, I don't think I've said no to anybody. No, I don't know why I would say no. No, but I keep it private so that, like, you know. We we have some level of anonymity, exactly. But uh, at the same time, you know, I don't really say no to anybody joining. So, and then uh, also over there at Twitter, YouTube, 
You can uh, touch base through CigarPulpit.com. And then there's always the Acid Boys hotline, area code 863-874-0000. So, Jeff, what are you, uh, what are you getting on that uh, Oscar Connecticut over there? The Leaf oh, by it's, Oscar It's been good and smooth. I'm only partway through it because, let's be honest. I would say we are recording bookends <laughs> around the one interview. so we're We not- are. We're not getting the full smoking time in on this one and everything. True, true. But yeah, it's it's always a good choice. It's a good pick. Again, it's it's a nutty cigar. Um got a lot of, you know, just just really mild creaminess to it. Yeah. How about you? It's a good cigar. I have the uh Casa Cueva Sabano. Great cigar. Um the uh earthiness is kind of uh uh, as I'm coming into the the halfway point of the the cigar, the um, earthiness has kind of ramped up a lot more. The spice has kind of dropped down a little bit. Um, good cigar, I really like it. The guy, and you know what? We need to get Lewis Cuevas back on the show. We do. He was so nice when we interviewed him um, last year. Yeah, and it was just really nice to talk to him. And I know they've got a couple of uh, things, new things going. Um, you know, they came out with their own Patrimonio at uh, yep. TPE and everything, which, you know, that would be that'd be interesting to smoke that. Um, I know at the time at TPE, uh, they, the cigars were done, but they were working on the packaging, Yeah, I think he said at that point. Because, you know, with COVID and everything, the box makers are just oh, so far behind. Yeah. Just so far behind. That's why a lot of these companies have switched to bundles, which realistically... I could almost see as a cost-cutting measure, you know, they maybe create a box for the shelf display yes. for the shops, and then they just send bundles as refills for that one box. Because you know, let's be honest. I mean, I've got a stack of boxes in my basement. Me too. Yeah. And at, at a certain point, do you need another box? You're just going to take them out of that and put yeah. them in your humidor anyway. I mean, there's a number of people that are just geeks about the cigar boxes, which I get, you know, but... I, you know, well, and maybe if you want it in a box, you pay a ten dollar premium to get the box. Mm-hmm. You know, they that may be something that they work out. But yeah, it makes sense for the shops to have them for the displays. Well, and like I said, I don't mind buying a bundle. Yeah. I mean, well, the Leaf by Oscar, the Leaf by Oscar is technically a bundle cigar. It is. It comes in a bundle. It does yep. not come in a box. You know, so but it doesn't hurt the quality one bit. No, I mean it's an expensive bundle. You know, like well, not. I mean. When you it's th- not a, it's, when it, you think, when you bundle, think bundle cigars, yeah. you're thinking budget cigars, and yeah. the Leaf by Oscar is not a budget cigar. It's far from a budget cigar, it's, not price wise, but quality wise. Yeah, well, it's yeah. it's about a what ten dollars cigar. Yeah, that's usually usually around the right price around point. the price point. Yeah, it will be somewhere between nine and eleven. Nine and eleven, depending yeah. on taxes. Exactly. So you know, it's one of those things when you're looking at a bundle. Of those, I mean, what twenty cigars, give or take? Yeah, yeah, you know, you're talking two hundred ish. Yeah, dollars. So well worth it though. Good I cigar. agree. I agree. I totally agree. But yeah, so no, um, I know the packaging has been an issue, and and I know that that was not quite ready for TPE for the Cuevas crew. So um, I'd be curious to see uh, see what that's looking like these days. Well, and like you said, that may be. The, the cigar boxes may end up being a casualty of COVID. I mean, it just may happen that way. I could see it. Yep. I mean, and again, it makes sense. It does. So. It does. Well, coming up on the show, we have um, we have a couple of things um, that I'd like to do. 
realistically, um, you know, we we have a number of people that I need to reach out to about coming onto the show. Oh, from TPE, um, from TPE we have some good cigars to of, review. Yeah, a bunch of that stuff and everything. But uh, you know, kind of prepping for this show, I have a couple of um, I spirit of disclosure here and everything. I we were kind of wondering like what we were going to smoke. We ended up deciding to do the smoker's choice just yeah. because. You know, we had Corey's interview and everything, and, you know, he represents a number of brands. So we figured, eh, you know, we'll touch base on a couple of those brands kind of thing. But um, one of the cigars in my humidors that um, I, I, in the process of figuring this out, I tracked down was a couple of um, Oscar 2012s, the orange band yep. uh, 2012s that um, Dave the Man Ponder had um, and uh, given to me. And the thing is, with those cigars, I have two from, I guess they'd be three years old now. Yeah. And then I have two that are two years old. And then Dan, at the time, told me to circle up with him when, you know, we finally are going to do this. And then he would get me one of the current ones. And then that way we would have a three-year-old, a two-year-old, and a current one. Yeah. And we could smoke them and kind of determine, hey, what kind of, what does this age do to this cigar and everything, mm-hmm. which I think would be really cool. And what's neat is you can kind of tell the age on the band slightly. That's what you said. Because the one band is just ever so slightly more, I don't want to say faded or discolored because that makes it sound like it's been like hit with like a ton of light. But just naturally, the inks on it have kind of just slightly muted versus the one from uh, two years ago. And then I'm sure if we compare that to the current one, um, it's going to be the same way. So, yeah. you know, just something something fun to and do. And let's be honest, it's it's kind of like, you know, wine um, where, you know, you let it age a little bit and it, it mellows or mm-hmm. it strengthens different flavors and whatnot. The other thing you run into is that, uh, you know, from, from crop to crop, you may be dealing with slightly varying, you know, various yeah. tastes with the tobacco as well. Yep. And, you know, because they're all, they're all, you know, just tobacco that's been grown. And from year to year, you're going to have different conditions they grew in. So it would be really interesting to see how oh, that has changed them up. Dan always says, if you go in a humidor and you see a box of cigars and you grab a single and you go in the lounge and you sit down and that cigar just fires up and just tastes beautifully and smokes wonderfully and you're having the best experience of your life with that cigar he always says go ahead go back to the humidor and buy the rest of the box yeah because as you just pointed out there are little minor differences that come along with different crops and everything so if you want to guarantee that you're getting that primo smoking experience that you had from that one single just buy the rest of the box, yeah. Because the next box could be not totally different, but different, but different yeah. enough that it's not the same experience that you had just experienced. Yeah. So I don't know. It's interesting. It'll but be. Yeah. It'll be. But a it, neat I think. Show to I do. think it'll be a fun show to do. You know, kind of dive into some aging. You know, a little bit. Yeah. Oh, so. absolutely. I I question doing three cigars each on the show, though. I will be honest. Well, maybe if nothing else, maybe we do the three year and the current. Yeah. And take out the two year. Yeah. 
That might you be know. the way to go, and you know and that, that way, way we just kind of like go like, okay, this is the current, and this is one that was aged three, aged three years, years yeah. and uh, just see, yeah, you know, and that might be more of a drastic difference. The three year and the two year, that's literally a year apart. You know, maybe it might be too subtle, but maybe the three year and the and the current, you know, might be. Uh, well, and I know you're big on aging cigars. I'm big I'm on smoking big, them I'm not when I get big them. on it as much as. It just kind of happens yeah. that way. <laughs> You've got a good stocked humidor going. I kind of keep mine as a just in time. You know, I'll go buy buy cigars that I need for the month, and yeah, then you know, sit and smoke those. And I I don't keep a lot of cigars, although I do have two or three that have been in my humidor now for going on two years. Well, and I'll be honest, and I haven't run this by him yet, but I'm very confident he's going to be down for it. So our man Broccoli Rob is coming to town, um, Brock, mid July here, and uh, two weeks. You know, yeah, a couple of weeks. We're gonna be hanging out and and uh, doing some stuff. And I thought about taking the opportunity of having him in town and uh, everything to uh, uh, have him help me kind of organize up all of my cigars a little bit so that I can kind of get a better assessment of what I'm sitting on and, you know, kind of see what's what. So yeah. um, I'm sure he won't mind, you know, diving into uh, my my humidor and various Tupper doors. To, to throw out a little shout out to the authority, you know, the Cigar Authority, who we love. We do. I've heard them talk before about people who buy cigars almost as a commodity and keep them and age them. And then I guess, I guess they're going to resell them or something at some point like i've never understood I'm buying gonna, cigars as an investment yeah i'm not going to resell them but yeah i've yeah. never i i don't i can't wrap my head around that yeah i i mean people do yeah i mean you know garofalo's talked a couple times about you know buying some really old you know um for lack of a better term collector cigars yeah you know that are hard to come by and he's paid good money for some of these cigars just to then turn around and smoke them because yeah. he's got his his bucket list of like these are the cigars I want to smoke, and you know some of them are really high price. Let me ask you this: What's the legality? Like, if I own a cigar and resell it, like, is that legal to do? I don't even know. I mean, it's your own personal property. Yeah, but it's also regulated. Is it? You know, is that something? It's a I good mean, question. it happens, and, oh, and it I've happened. had people I buy mean, cigars off of me before when they don't have one or something. Yeah, I mean, it's, I, yeah, it happens all the time. So I don't, you know, that's a good question. I don't know. I don't know the legality. On I that. mean, I don't want to like you know bust anybody out, but yeah, I mean it. It happens. Yeah. So I don't know. That's that's a question. Interesting. Anybody in the audience knows the answer? Uh, call the ask call, the boys call hotline. the hotline and let us know. Yeah. That'd What's be- that number again? Eight six three eight seven four zero 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 zero. Good stuff. Yep. That'd well, be, Nick, it's been a show, man. Show. It has. So this. Uh, you guys maybe, have no idea what you missed and what he cut out. No idea. Maybe. Maybe someday. Maybe someday. Maybe Too someday. soon. Too uh, soon. Just a little bit. A little okay. bit. A little bit soon. Fair but, enough. Um, but uh, maybe someday the lost tape of this interview <laughs> will come out, and the extra twenty minutes will will come out. But. Yeah. Uh, for right now, we'll make that a bonus paid episode. <laughs> for right now, all I want to say, Corey, is I fucking did it. <laughs> he gave you the challenge. You gave me the challenge, and I did it. So <laughs> I don't know how. I did it well because it was interspersed. 
He wove it into the entire he did. interview. And I won't lie, it was a challenge. Yep. It was uh it was quite the challenge. But I pulled it off. You took it up a notch. I did. Yep. So proud of you. Proud of you. Jeez, anyway. Dude. Well, guys, this has been another sermon from the cigar pulpit. I'm Nick. I'm Gator. Everybody stay safe and stay smoky. Dude, it's 10.22. I probably need to be heading out so you can start your day drinking. I think we did a pretty good job uh, convincing everybody that There's you... No uh day drinking. I think we did a pretty good job convincing everybody that you're not a raging alcoholic. Day drinking <laughs> is not something I do. <laughs> how, seriously, how long have you known me? Dude, I'm, 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 key, I'm teasing you. I know. You're very sensitive about this. Very. Because <laughs> the, that's the funny thing. It's not me. But it was on that show. On that one show? Yeah, on that one. That was a one and out. There you go. That was a one and out, boys and girls.